Welcome to Book Your Next Speaker, a podcast all about professional speakers from across the globe sharing their greatest learnings in their journeys of impacting thousands of lives through the power of their narrative. I am your host, Anshul Junjunwala. I am a speaker, author, and consultant on wealthy minimalism, and my passion is to explore the power of narratives and make it go global. So in this show, each week, we discover the incredible stories of individuals who believed in the power of their voice and share their wisdom and expertise with the world. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Book Your Next Speaker, a podcast show by me, Anshul Junjunwala, co-founder, Wine Speakers Bureau. And every week we bring to you amazing speakers, international speakers, and we dive deep into their journeys. We get to know the person behind the sizzle reel, behind those one sheets, and dive deep into their journeys, into understanding what they stand for. And today I have with me a special guest who is once known for being shy, for being that quiet little girl who would sit in one corner of her classroom, but who went on to become a great professional speaker. Today, she speaks about employee productivity and how employees can benefit from her five-point formula and how she discovered her speaking niche is what we are going to discover in this journey, in this conversation with the one, the only Bharti Nayak. So welcome, Bharti, to this podcast interview. Thank you so much, Archil. Thank you for inviting me to this uh, podcast. It's really, really a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Bharti, for your time and for being here. And I am super curious that how did someone who was shy, quiet, and being always seen sitting in one corner of the classroom went on to dominate global stages? How did that happen? So it's a long story. I'll cut it short. Some major changes happened in my life. And if I have to describe my life in one word, I would call it as change. And instead of seeing the change in the world, I decided to be the change for my world. So a lot of things happen in the life, right from uh, going through some abuses in the life, having bad relationship, stepping out, having little bit courage to move out with a, with a baby in my hand, fighting all the way through to struggling courtroom cases, achieving the best that I can in my studies, going back to the university, becoming a gold medalist. Amongst all the youngsters, all the young girls that were there in the university, and I was the mother who was studying there with them. So hit up the university after seven years. And then there was no looking back. So my courage that came from my values, my strength, came from those moments of changes that happened in my life. And that has probably shaped me and that is why I am strong and humble. And that's the message that I want to share to everybody in the world. That's amazing, Bharti. And I think uh, this story is worth sharing. And I think it's nothing less than a Bollywood movie, right, Bharti? <laughs> Today, you are a speaker on employee productivity how employees can be more productive in their lives. And I know a little bit about your journey and I know that 
you know, your niche, your speaking niche somewhere comes from your past and your struggles with procrastination. So tell us a little bit about that moment in your life when you struggled with procrastination and how did you overcome that? Yeah. So as I mentioned, life has taken a lot of turns in my life. People move in a straight direction from right from school to college to studies and then taking up a job and then getting settled into a marriage institute and going further. For me, the whole life was the reverse. And with the life that was reversed, there came a point where I picked up the entrepreneurship journey and I was doing fantastic, moving ahead in my journey. And in three to four years time of my entrepreneurship, I realized that I need to be a driver. I need to drive this business. It's a serious business. It's not something that you get the projects and you just get it go. So as I was driving this, I realized that like any other entrepreneur, I have dreams, I have goals, and I used to make my daily goals. I used to write it down. I used to put it in my list yearly and look at how I have achieved it. But there came a point where things did not work the way I was looking forward to. And when I started losing out some very important projects, opportunities, and that was a threshold point, and I said, enough is enough. And this is all because I delayed. I delayed certain work. I delayed certain tasks. I procrastinated. I, I was just sitting on it and doing nothing. One example I could share is an opportunity as important and as valuable is the TEDx opportunity. I was invited. I was uh, sent a proposal to be a TEDx speaker in one of the uh, uh, one of the institute, and I just sat on it. I did nothing, and it took me 24 hours to 36 hours to just be there, think about it. And after two days, when I approached the institute, when I approached that yes, I'm ready and I want to do it, the opportunity had gone from my side, and that was a big blow. And came came to a point where it is my habit, my pattern of procrastinating, delaying the task has led me to this thing, this particular moment. And from there, I was very determined that I just want to get rid of this one word that is that is bothering me since my since my entrepreneurship, which was procrastination. So I started my research. I started working with people. I surveyed hundreds of them only to understand and find out that why they procrastinate and how can we remove this procrastination? How can we be more focused? How can we be more consistent, be more disciplined, be more productive in our work? And that is where I realized that when I looked at these hundreds of them, I can categorize them into four buckets, the four major reasons why people procrastinate. And I myself went through that experience. The four major reasons, number one, being overwhelmed about everything that you have on a platter. We as entrepreneurs, we as professional speakers, we have so many things to do. And we get overwhelmed by looking at the number of tasks we have, the number of projects we are carrying, the number of uh, goals that we have set for ourselves. And that was one major uh, challenge that, uh, that I was facing. And I realized there are thousands of them who are facing. So that was one major challenge. The second was perfectionism. We cage ourselves into this perfectionism. And the third challenge was fear of failure. And when this fear sets in, it slips into your life, you get caught up into the 
hounds of questions. What if? What if I do something and it doesn't give me results? And the fourth challenge was overthinking. You keep on thinking over one thing and that leads to doubting yourself. It could be doubting your capabilities, doubting to make decisions, making choices about your interest, about small, small things which affects our daily productivity. And these are the four major challenges that I can categorize it and that leads to procrastination. Interesting. Uh, so Bharti, tell me that employers of today, where do they fall under these four baskets? Is there that each employee, based on your research, you have found that they are all equally scattered into all the four categories or one person has all these four things inside of them? How is it? So I look at employees of an organization as leaders because every person who's there in the organization doing their bit, doing their work in the organization is a very small part which is contributing to the organization growth. So that means if an employee grows, that growth needs to be aligned with the organization growth. And when I'm looking at that leader who is working along with the team, working with colleagues, working with the, the managers, the senior managers, and also working with so many departmental uh, senior leaders, that person, when he's contributing to the organization, if he's not focused, if he's not productive, if he's not consistent in his work, and if all these four challenges, if that catch, catches up in the work, it can go haywire. Like at work, we have a lot of tasks to do. We have performance. Uh, we have uh, a pressure to perform. We have reviews. We have reports to make. So there are, there's a variety of tasks that we need to do at workplace. Now, when we look at that variety of tasks, some may give you excitement. Some may give you joy. Some may give you pleasure. Some may really encourage you to do something. Some may give you boredom. Some may just give you uh, a little bit of pressure. Oh my God, I'll have to do this. Some may give you some laziness. So it, it pressurizes you, it burdens you. So as a leader, when you are working in an organization, when you overcome these four challenges that you have, the challenges of being overwhelmed, sometimes you are caught up in perfectionism. You are so much refining your presentation, refining your reports that you don't want to do it. Do you want to send it to the clients? Do you want to send it to the managers, the proposals that you want to send? And it leads to anxiety. Why it leads to anxiety? Because of this perfectionism, you are not completing the task. Maybe you're leaving it at the last moment. And when the time sets in, you become anxious. And in anxiety, you forget about quality. You forget about what is to be given, what is not to be given. You might make errors. You might make mistakes. And you just complete the task for the sake of doing it. Would we call it as productive? Would we call it as um, being consistent? Absolutely not. And it definitely affects the whole organization at a larger. So the employees who work at an organization, the leaders, they go through these kind of challenges, right from fear of failure, sets in. And every time the fear comes in, they look forward to their leaders, they look forward to their managers, and they keep asking, am I doing right? Is this okay? So the burden on the managers and senior manager increases because of these challenges. Now, how they, can, how they can remove these challenges is focusing on four principles. If they want to remove their overwhelming feeling, how they can remove this, they just need to focus on one thing at a time. Because when they focus on one thing, they know exactly what is the task that they are doing, exactly what is the work that they're doing. 
Whereas it's a very common saying that we are multitasker, we multitask. Well, that's a myth. We don't multitask. We multitask in thinking, but we don't multitask in doing. And there's a difference. When it comes to doing things, we only do one thing at a time. We can't, we don't have more than two arms and two legs. So when we do things, we do it only one thing at a time. Can't be more. If you want to remove perfectionism, whereas we keep on chasing that 100% is perfect, whether it is preparing reports, presentations, or submitting your um, uh, daily task routines, if you look at 70% is enough, it is good enough for you to put that as a draft and see where I can refine it further, take the feedback and do it more. So if you want to break perfectionism, you need to look at 70% is perfect. It is good enough for me to put this out to the leadership. The third challenge that, uh, that leaders face is the fear of failure. So when, they, when this fear slips in, it catches up at a big time because then it blocks them from taking any action, from taking any decision for that matter. Now, if they want to break this fear of failure, what actually happens with us, 95% of our time, we focus on planning things, on researching, analyzing, comparing things. And most of our time only goes in doing things. Whereas we may think that, oh, we are working, but in reality, it's just a part of the planning. And when we complete this planning, we feel happy, we feel good that, yes, I did this. And 5% is when we take action. So when we start taking actions, we get results, we get feedback, and that feedback helps us to refine it further. Now, if we are refining this further, we need to go back to that 95% of planning. Now, that's a huge task. And your brain says, oh, I'm not doing it. And the more you skip that, the more fear slips in. So the very simple way, the principle to break this fear is flip the rule. Instead of spending 95% of your time in planning, Spend 5% time in planning and 95% of your time in taking actions. So 595 rule works the best for leaders, for employees at the organization, because they can simply take action and they can get the feedback, get the results, get the feedback, and they can move forward. So it's always looking towards what you want rather than going away from what you want. And the last is overthinking. When we sit on an idea, when we sit on certain tasks, when we sit on any project, and when you keep on refining because you're caged in perfectionism, sometimes we keep on thinking on it for a very long time. And that thinking leads us to doubting ourselves. We start doubting whether this is fine or not. And you start looking for the external validation. When you start doubting your own capabilities, you start questioning your own ideas. You start questioning your own ways of doing things. When you start doubting your decision-making abilities, you start asking from your leaders, you start asking from your senior managers whether this is good or not. And that burdens, that puts a burden to others. Of course, it puts a burden to yourself. And when you start doubting yourself, you can't look into the future. All you see is getting stuck in that same moment. So you may be growing physically, you may be growing by age, but you may not be growing by the virtue of the progress in your life. Now, as a professional, if I want to grow, I need to break this, the doubt that slips in. And to break this overthinking, we need to work from the future rather than working from the past. Because whenever we work, 
you always have a reference point and the reference point comes from the past now just imagine you are working in the present for your future why we are doing all these things because we want to work in the future we want to make our future bright more beautiful more happening more meaningful isn't it now if you want to do that you need to work now so everything happens here but unfortunately we take the reference point from the past now your past may have successes your past may have failures your past may have limitations your past may have all the beliefs that may may not work for you who knows it so to break your self doubts the overthinking pattern if you are creating a new identity if you are creating a new image that how as a professional i want to look at myself how how i want to be in my future i'm a professional right now working in an organization maybe after a year maybe after two years i may be at a certain level i may be at a certain position i may be at a business leaders level how do i see myself can i see myself can i imagine myself to be and as albert einstein said everything starts with imagination everything starts with how you see yourself in the future so working from the future will cut down the doubts that you have about yourself it gives you more belief it gives you more confidence and of course when you keep looking towards what you want it gives you more confidence to work consistently it gives you focus to be at a sharp laser point of what you want in your life and that makes a person productive absolutely that is amazing bharti and yes i wish all employees and leaders of the world can get this four point formula in a very structured manner right so so tell me bharti based on your experience okay if say for example 100% or just even 50% of the leaders adopt this formula in their professional life where do you see the vision and the future for an organization going what i can see is uh, this is what many people say that 20% of the successful people so the whole world is driven by these 20% of the successful people and if i have to flip this and say what if we have 80% of people who are leaders in their domains and they are ruling the world and i would look at it that way that if they are they are putting all these points they are putting these principles in place and they are focusing on those five points that will give them the 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 productive leader that they are that will change their life forever like i'll give an example i was working with a a, a very very uh, successful ceo he calls him as a successful ceo he had invested say uh, 50 crores in the plant a manufacturing plant and all he was talking about with me was about the technology the german technology the equipments the machinery that he has he has got it he has exported and he has been here and everything that he was mentioning about was the processes how he has put it in place he has used kaizen he has used fiveways he has used so many different ways of managing the business when i asked him where do you want my help where do you want me to guide you which is the area that needs your attention he said i need to be strengthening on my sales on my marketing and i was not shocked i was not surprised the reason why because as a ceo of the company if i had looked at his background if i looked at his profession his career he comes from a very process driven uh, background he has been uh, he has he has been a, a black belt in uh, quality uh, measurements qms 
he has been thorough professional with quality parameters and he had implemented all these things in the in the company at a manufacturing site to the t it was perfectly done so in his head as a ceo his identity was still as an employee who needs to drive the process he needs to implement all the processes in the organization but in his mind he had not changed his identity to become a ceo of a company and that image was coming in his way he was not able to see the company to see the business as a profitable business and he was doubting his own abilities he was doubting his own decision making he was not sure about where to focus on what marketing what sales and of course then the team was feeling frustrated because business development people will come up with their proposals would come up with their ideas and he would say okay we'll do it let's look at the process so his words were flowing with quality processes implementation but he was never focusing on marketing never focusing on branding never focusing on client relationships so my only my way of handling and managing him was to show him what is he missing and the moment i helped him in that way it made more sense for him to focus on the areas that required the attention wow that's an interesting example bharti that yeah. you know your past you're still driving your present and future bases your past and the the four quadrants that you did mention at the start have stuck with me so i can i can see that how his past was driving his present and future so thanks for sharing that example bharti and now i want to dive a little deep into your life bharti and ask you this secret tell us a little known fact about bharti nayak who is bharti nayak a little known fact about her not many people know yeah uh, bharti nayak is very fun loving person plays a lot of pranks and does a lot of masti but nobody is aware about it oh no we are all aware about it bharti we know you love fun we have so much fun when we yeah. hear your talks and we see you do your magic on that global stage so uh, thank you so much for being in our conversation bharti but i am not going to let you go without doing a bit of fun and okay. now the roles have reversed i am going to play a prank by asking you some rapid fire questions so are you ready bharti yes i am excited and nervous what what is going what is what is coming in my way i don't know i am promising you i'm going to be bad okay, mm-hmm. okay. so yes let's go for it so my first question to you bharti is what's the one thing bharti nayak cannot live without i cannot live without my plants ah okay i must have my flowers my plants everywhere wherever i go oh that's nice that's sweet Now tell me Bharti if you were to not found anywhere what's your hiding place where will we find you My hiding place is my corner very small corner i have in my house and you can find me there all the time sitting there just imagining and creating dreams because i'm a dreamer and i dream big so you can find me there Wow <laughs> love that i love that now uh, tell me Bharti what's the one thing that is your guilty pleasure guilty pleasure is i sneak into my my daughter who's a pastry chef i sneak into her uh, studio to have chocolate truffle cake and she will not know it that's my guilty wow, pleasure wow i wish i wish i had that same guilty pleasure someone at my house 
baking all the time. That's amazing. Thanks for sharing yeah. that, Bharti. And one last question: What's your favorite holiday destination? Favorite holiday destination is Lanzarote. That's the Canary Islands uh, in Spain, and my sister lives there. So, and that's a beautiful island, beautiful tourist place. I would love to be there again and again. Wow! Thank you for sharing that, Bharti, and thank you for being in conversation with us. and helping people all across the globe improve their productivity thank you bharti thank you so much anchal it was pleasure to be here all right and thank you so much listeners for tuning in if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast where we dive deep into the journeys of international keynote speakers every week we know about their journeys and yes we get to know the personal side of them Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Book Your Next Speaker with my esteemed guest. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share this with someone who you think would benefit from the ideas, insights shared on this episode. And also, if you can take a screenshot of this episode and share it on Instagram. But don't forget to tag me. I am at Archal underscore the wealthy minimalist on Instagram. And share the biggest takeaways from this episode. And don't forget to tag Wine Dot Studio and Wine Dot Speakers Bureau handles on Instagram. I would really appreciate if you could leave your review for the episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this episode. This will help us to reach out to new listeners for this show. Now make sure you have hit that subscribe button. But most importantly, thank you so much for tuning in into this show. And I will see you in the next episode. Goodbye till we meet again make sure that you are believing in the power of your narrative